for Tuesday, September 28th, the 271st day of 2021. There are 94 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Big news on the job front for the region. We'll tell you about that. And uh, we welcome back a, a lost sheet back into the fold. We've got that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing really well. Uh, you got to call a... Lady Cougar volleyball win last night. Yeah, it was good. Good match. You say lots, one. lots of digs and kills and spikes uh-huh. and sets and there were a lot of it. Aces. Mr. Forget those. Mr. McGee almost got injured. Well, it was more. It was more Don Brown. Uh, well, it, it landed. Okay. It was kind of one of those things that it was going to hit one of them, and it landed behind Don Brown. To be clear, I'm more worried about Mr. McGee. He's like got Betty White status. But whatever Mr. Spirit was prepared. Because okay. he, he he put his cougar paw, his foam cougar paw, over his head that would have yeah. acted as a barrier to. By the way, uh, before we shift gears, too, I just thought um, I did get uh, the green light yesterday. I had it reaffirmed to me that it is okay that I play Neil Diamond, Cracklin' Rosie. Oh, okay. I got the. It was, okay. I, got I knew that already, okay. but I had it reaffirmed, so it's good. I got the got the green light over there in chair number three. Beach is on assignment today, so we say good morning and welcome back. First Baptist Church, Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. Who am I? The Social Security Administration knows him as Dennis C. Cook. We lovingly know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, what's happening? Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's like riding a bike. I kind of forgot there for a minute, but you are our woolly sheep that went astray for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Managed to find your <laughs> and, way back. And to those of you watching, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know about that. I think people think people people miss the you. But dropped you, drastically. Real, <laughs> yeah, people have to tune because they don't know what's going to happen. That's yeah, true. So uh, it's uh, more of a curiosity type thing. Mm-hmm. So I know uh, your job got in the way. I think one week, and then last week, uh, you had uh, a big. I'll call it an emotional week because anytime you, um, anytime you start to become a little bit of an empty nester, like the first the first mm-hmm. little bird leaves the nest and goes and does something different, mm-hmm. it has to be uh, emotional. But you went from concert one night in Cincinnati to then <laughs> taking uh, Gracie to Sullivan the next day and dropping her off and getting her settled. So uh, how did Dad hold up during that process? Dad held up really well. How did mom hold up? She did as well. She did better than dad. Okay. But uh, dad had to get back to church. It was a Wednesday. Ah. And she had a scheduled move-in time, so I could only be there a certain amount of time. And I think that made it better. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to you had to <laughs> exit rather than a long goodbye? Yeah. 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 Now, I saw her first day of school picture yesterday because they still do that. Oh, there she is when she was little. Yeah, we recreated that picture. Yeah. Who is the guy on the right? That's but, uh, uh, some macho man right there. That's right, it was. And uh, But so she had a great first day of school yesterday? She did. It uh, re- went really well, and she's excited, man. She <laughs> loves being up there. So I, I had a moment la- late last week that's completely selfish. But about Thursday or Friday, I thought, what am I going to do when I need some of those cookies? <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, yeah, the, she's so famous for those great cookies. I don't know what are in them, but yeah. they're very addictive. So, so. Joey uh, Snyder lives across the street from us, and uh, she would usually bake late at night for something that was due the next day. Yeah, and while we were trying to sleep, we would smell it, and she would always end up with extras and take stuff across the street. <laughs> and he texted Gracie. Like the the day she moved in, like the next day, it was like, "Hey, could you bring some cookies over?" Oh wait, never mind. I hate this already. <laughs> <laughs> I may have to find a place to live near Sullivan University just for my uh, <laughs> an apartment, yeah. just for my cravings. Uh, I don't want to be a me monster at all because I know what it's like to do what you just did. But 
next thing you know, you'll be walking her down the aisle or something, too. So you and I both had uh, emotional weeks uh, or yeah, days in the no last doubt. few days. So Congratulations glad, to you Thank all. you. Glad she's doing well, too. Uh, glad that uh, Gracie's settled in. I thought it was neat, though, being in college. She's still got her first day of school chalkboard yeah. outside her outside her dorm door and all that. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, i got to keep up the That's right. keep up the traditions. Another warm day ahead. I'm going to have a foggy evening uh, tonight is possible. Um, we'll see. Kind of south of I-64 is going to be more of the foggy area, which so includes us here between the lakes. But it's going to be summer-like warmth going to stick around through at least Thursday when highs warm into the 80s. A drop in temperatures are expected by later in the week. And we don't mean a massive drop, but uh, at least back into the mid-70s and then uh, low 70s for the highs next week. Mostly sunny, 87 today. Dry fog possible late tonight, a low of 64. Mostly sunny and 88 is what you can expect for your Wednesday. 60 new COVID-19 cases, three new deaths in Grayson County uh, over uh, the previous reporting period. And except for deaths, the statewide numbers are trending uh, in a uh, more favorable direction. Uh, Josh Embry from the Grayson County Health Department said 60 new cases of the virus diagnosed since the last update on Friday brings uh, our total of 4,378 Three new deaths were also announced, bringing us to 74. 219 active cases in the county. So just a couple of weeks ago, we were over 500 uh, uh, active cases. So that number is much better. That's down 144 just since Friday alone. There are 14 people hospitalized, down seven since Friday. Our incidence rate is now 106.5, which uh, is markedly better. And uh, it's down from 121, but we were in the... Same 180 or 160, one, yeah, did we ever get up to that? It got so up high. Statewide, uh, there were 1,749 cases yesterday. That's your Monday number, so pay more attention to the today number. There are currently 2,045 Kentuckians hospitalized. There are 617 in ICU, which is eight more than the day before, and there are 399 people on ventilators, which is down 24. The... Uh, the state's rate of occurrence uh, overall, 68.45. The governor said that we are, um, not only are we plateauing, but he feels like we're on, we're headed back down. So that's a good sign. He pointed out that 22,000 cases reported last week showed a decline from the three previous weeks. So, um, you know, not free to do exactly go back to what you've been doing, but it does feel like maybe we've turned the corner, which is good. He, The governor also uh, outlined Kentucky's COVID-19 booster shot guidelines yesterday, uh, recommends that individuals 65 and older, long-term care residents, and people with medical conditions that increase their risk of severe coronavirus infection should receive a third dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine six months after their second shot. This governor said that yesterday. People 18 to 64 who are likely to be exposed at their workplaces should also get a booster shot. So that's probably going to be your health care workers and some other people that are working on the front lines. But right now, no booster for Johnson & Johnson um, people yet. So that, that may be off in the distance. And I believe it'll probably either happen tomorrow or Thursday. Josh Embry from the Grayson County Health Department is going to join us on the show and talk about how booster shots are being handled at the local level. Now that there's been a little state guidance, Dr. Stack will be communicating that out. Then Grayson County will have or ha already does have a plan on how they're going to do that. So uh, we have that information to look forward to again tomorrow or Thursday, I think, just trying to coordinate schedules. Now, the big news of the morning. I've kind of been trying to rush through the, the COVID information to get through. Uh, the <clears throat> We've been wondering for a couple of weeks what these big mega projects are that the state's been talking about. And yesterday, the big reveal for an announcement that's officially being made in Frankfurt this morning. Ford Motor Company, already with a huge footprint in Kentucky, will be hiring even more in the future. The company announced last uh, yesterday afternoon it's building two facilities in Hardin County to manufacture electric vehicle batteries, creating 5,000 new jobs. Ford Motor Company and SK Innovation will build two electric battery plants in the Blue Oval SK Battery Park in Hardin County, basically at Glendale, if you know where that is, and it will be investing a record $5.8 billion. Kentucky workers at Blue Oval Battery Park will supply Ford's North American assembly plants with batteries, 
that will power the next generation of Ford and Lincoln electric vehicles. Production of the advanced lithium-ion batteries will begin in 2025. So not only will there be major construction jobs in the manufacturing of this facility, and then not only will there be 5,000 jobs in these two facilities, there will be countless other businesses that operate in orbit of this facility. So the the number is even much greater than the 5,000 that Ford is introducing. It's going to make I-65 even busier than it was north and south from Glendale and then trying to get down to Ford's other facilities that are south of us and then to the north. Um, it will have a huge impact. It will have a huge ripple effect on our region. And you don't think of it in 5,000 job terms. And, and I don't want to rain on anybody's parade because I think this is wonderful news. But regional employers just went, uh-oh, because it will be very challenging to recruit 5,000 new non-Kentuckians to come in and become Kentuckians mm-hmm. between now and 2025 to fill these jobs that then aren't robbing from an already thin labor force. It's going to drive wages. It's going to, they're just, it's going to drive property values in southern Hardin County, in Hart County, in eastern Grayson County, in LaRue County. It's going to have a huge impact because when you have that, that number, then it just has the, the trickle-down economics factor of this or the people that operate in orbit. The financial numbers are just staggering. The governor says it's the largest investment ever made in the state of Kentucky. I read that yesterday. That is that's an amazing stat, and it's close to Grayson County. I mean, yes. what you could be a Glendale what, and depending uh, on where you live in Grayson yes. County, you could be to Glendale quicker than <laughs> if you live at Eastview, you can be there in about ten minutes yeah. if you do it right. I mean, it um, it it, it um, it's just going to change the dynamics. A lot of what's been going on in Hardin County for the last fifty years has been north of E-Town. You know, it's been Radcliffe and then mm-hmm. Fort Knox adjacent and then over into Meade County. And then, you know, you get Dixie Highway and then you get Shepherdsville growing that way. And it's all just kind of blending in. But to plant a flag in the Glendale community that has been very successful in staving this off for the last 25 years, they've worked pretty hard to say, we want Glendale to be Glendale. Yeah. And so finally it's going to change. It's going to open up development. So in uh, in 25 years, it will be interesting to see what Hardin County looks like. Like, and it will be interesting to see what the edges around Hardin County, because people, yeah, yeah, people will escape. They'll go across county lines. Just go to Calibiate in Edmondson County and look at what people who are fleeing Warren County prices are doing. And it just has this, it has this big, uh, big impact. That's yeah. right. So it, uh, I, it's exciting news, but there will be some definite growing pains as a, someone loses in this deal or someone feels some. Uh, feels a little bit twisted because the game's about to change, I I believe. So we'll see how it pans out. Uh, Hart Kent, uh, also another Tennessee community got similar news yesterday. Memphis, I think, that area? It's, yeah, it's a rural portion, but it would be kind of like Glendale is to Louisville. This community would be to Memphis. And so they just dropped another plant that is almost exactly wow. like that in there. And so uh, for communities like that, it's an exciting day, you know, because – um, that just doesn't happen all that often. I mean, 5,000 5, jobs, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yep. a lot. A Hart County man has been killed after being ejected from a vehicle in an early morning crash. State police said troopers responded to a single vehicle accident in the 2400 block of Cub Run Highway, three miles west of Munfordville, about 530 yesterday morning. They found a 1996 Toyota 4Runner driven by 39-year-old Jessica Hayes of Munfordville traveling east on Cub Run Highway when she lost control of the vehicle, swerved to miss an animal in the roadway. It left the road and overturned, tossing a passenger, a 43-year-old Arthur Jerram, also of Munfordville, from the Toyota. He was airlifted from the scene to Baptist Health Harton, where he was pronounced deceased. Three deputies involved in what was described as a wild pursuit uh, in Edmondson County, and it uh, spilled out over onto I-65. There's a lot of uh, detail and jumping out there and running from this and doing that, but got the ve- the vehicle came to a stop. Two women jumped out. One ran across I-65, got into a passenger vehicle, refused to come out, and I don't. You can read all about it at, at k105.com. But it's wow. 
Yeah, it's it, it's a story. <laughs> just another day on I-65. <laughs> and that's the other thing about, you know, we just managed to, we just managed to, uh, over the last 20 years, build I-65 out to where it is a beautiful highway from the Ohio River until you get to Kentucky Downs, and then it chokes down to about four to four lanes to each direction mm-hmm. when you get into northern Tennessee. But even that has become, become more congested, not just the trucks that are supplying the factory, but that many employees uh, over that number of shifts is going to add congestion to southern Hardin County that Ooh. hasn't been there yet. So maybe, maybe they'll start building flying cars. So maybe they'll build batteries for flying cars instead of for yeah, that's it. Road road cars. Uh, LaRue County man has been charged with murder after a body was found in his backyard. State police said troopers received information on a possible body buried on a property in Buffalo, about six miles southeast of Hodgenville. On Friday, police arrived at residence on Corinth Road, conducted a search where authorities located the remains of an unidentified person buried in a large pile of debris in the backyard. They arrested 59-year-old David Pyer of Buffalo and charged him with murder. He was lodged in the LaRue County Jail. It's a bizarre story. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. By the way, about the flying cars, I don't, yeah. I don't think I want the flying cars. Oh. No, no to the Jetsons? No Jetsons. And here's why. I've seen the way most people drive on the road. I'm not sure they got that. Not as many restrictions up there, though. Lots more is it, airspace. Is that uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Will we lose, if we all had flying cars, would we lose the phrase, stay in your lane? That's a good point. How do you stay on your cloud? If you're not good at driving, there's a new testing, regional driver testing branch if you just want to. Why are you looking at your, me? Even if you have your license, I didn't look at you. Uh, you looked right I, at I me. I might have looked in your direction. <laughs> State police said a new branch is in Madisonville and Owensboro. Uh, Madisonville office is going to serve Caldwell, Crittenden, Hopkins, McLean, Muhlenberg, and Webster. The Owensboro site's going to handle Davis, Hancock, and Ohio County. So if you know anyone in Ohio County. Never met anyone from there. Dennis. Are you are you it's are cold. you frozen? It's cold. Oh, there you go. Oh. I mean, for a minute, you you had this look on your face like you could be intently listening, and I thought I was. I, I, thought, I thought you just made the comment about Ohio County. You just froze, saying, "Oh, I was listening." What I miss? I'm like I'm waiting for you. I set you up on Ohio County. So if you're a sore headed driver, there you then go. You need to use Hartford, the, uh, Owensboro, Sarah, Owensboro facility, Sarah Neal, <laughs> nearly. Um, 12,000 people have been removed from the voter rolls Hmm. in Kentucky, 12,000, most of them deceased. Secretary of State Michael Adams announced 11,835 voters were removed from Kentucky's voter rolls in August. The majority of that number consisted of 10,693 deceased voters. That was made possible by matching state records against federal Social Security records. Now, I don't think he's saying that any of those people voted, but... To keep rolls clean and know who is and who isn't to eliminate the clutter, I think it's important to do this periodically to go through. Because I think when you lose a, a loved one, you know, you, there are so many decisions to make, and it's a trying time, and it's traumatic, and, you know, you, mourn, last thing you, you think about. mourn and you grieve and those things. And I don't think you think, you know what, I should let the elections people know. Mm-hmm. But I just So it's it's one of those things that gets overlooked that you have to do. From time to time, Mark Stoops spoke to the media yesterday, and then also uh, was on his uh, weekly coaches show last night and talked that eliminating fumbles and turnovers are a point of emphasis mm-hmm. for the week ahead. If you have any chance of defeating Florida at home on Saturday night, you must take care of the football. But also, one thing that I realized yesterday is. While the defense hadn't, I hadn't been overwhelmed by the defense in the first three weeks. The offense last week kept putting the defense in a spot, and I they mean, stepped up. And they stepped up they every time, even when they turned the ball over. And the UK defense stopped the South Carolina offense on three fourth down tries, which I heard Mark Stoops refer to as that's like three turnovers. Absolutely, and yeah. so you know it's a kudos to the defense of even though the offense really hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks, the defense has come to play. So that is a good thing. We're still winning. If if we can get out of our own way, four and zero. 
Yep. Think about how good we could I'd rather be. win ugly than lose pretty. Take care of the football. Please take care of It's just going to cost you at some point in time. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. If you play with that fire long enough, it's going to burn you. And it seems like something simple. So uh, I guess they'll, uh, again, he says it'll be a point of emphasis. Yeah. I hope it involves duct tape, as I said yesterday. Class 1A, mm-hmm. uh, the high school football poll is out. Pikeville still number one. And 2A, Lex Christian. Uh, Butler County sneaking into the 2A poll at number 10. Uh, class 3A, Bardstown at number wow. one, Corbin number one in 4A. 4A is a really competitive uh, class this year. 5A, head of the class, currently Frederick Douglas, followed by South Warren, then Owensboro, but Graves County up to number five. So that's going to be a good matchup, Owensboro and Graves County. Coming up here in a couple, you heard it from me. And uh, the Class 6A, Mail and St. X. So pretty much what you would, expe- uh, what you would expect. But no Trinity. In Class 6A. Trinity's 0-6. Yeah, that's... Um, that's yeah. not good. I also, you know, notice when you look around the polls, none of the Hardin County schools are ranked very well in the polls right now. So especially E-Town, you know, coming out of their state championship win, uh, state championship game. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Good Neighbor Day. Oh, Good Neighbor, a brand of ice cream or treats. I think you're correct. I don't think so. It's not very popular around here, but sometimes when I've traveled, I've seen Good Neighbor popsicles or ice cream sandwiches or something close to that. Would Joey Snyder classify you in this realm, Dennis? Uh, Only when he texts me, Good Neighbor Ice Cream. Yes, that's it. Only when he texts me and says, speaking of ice cream, are you ready to go get ice cream? Uh, good neighbor, good fences make good neighbors. <laughs> it is also strawberry cream pie day today. Dennis, you're the picky eater. How, where do you come down on strawberry cream pie? Uh, I love strawberries, mm-hmm. but I'm going to vote no on the strawberry cream pie. All right. Even if Gracie made it? Fair enough. Yeah, I don't eat all of the stuff that she makes because oh. she uses a lot of cream cheese. Y'all know that about yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, a I baker's really friend. think you went astray somewhere in that regard. I know, right. Hey, Sunday, I had, uh, Sunday, I spent my morning in Caneyville at church and then uh, helped my dad with a little project right after church and had a sandwich, uh, had lunch, and then um, had a few hours of work that I needed to do on Sunday because we had a weird week last week, so... Uh, you know, stuff has to get accomplished. So I was here on Sunday afternoon, and as I left, I was driving through town, just minding my own business, yeah, thinking, okay, I'm going to get home and enjoy my Sunday afternoon. And there's fall decorating going on and all that. So, all right, here we go. I've yeah. got, got this taken care of. So I got to um, the intersection of uh, North Main Street, and there in front of St. Joseph Catholic Church. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what, Walnut, East Walnut, West mm-hmm. Walnut. And so I pull up to the intersection there and come to a stop. So, by the way, it was beautiful Sunday. Afternoon. Yes, it, it was. It was just a gorgeous day. It was not too warm. It was sunshine. It kind of felt like a little, you know, the leaves haven't started to turn yet, but you can tell like, okay, we're not too far from, from turning colors. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed, you know, that's kind of a weird intersection. It's got that weird traffic light that's on the side because yeah. mm-hmm. the you pull up so far to the intersection that the light's above you, you can't see it. So they got one on the side, and it was just gorgeous. People were out. And so I noticed coming from the East Walnut side approaching the intersection were two young men walking toward the intersection. Mm-hmm. And they're probably, you know, early teens, something like that. And so I glanced over because, you know, you got to pay attention to pedestrians. And as they were approaching the intersection, and I glanced to my, to my left, and I was like, that kid kind of looks familiar. And, but I noticed he waved at me. And I was like, there's a friendly, friendly young fella. Yeah. Look at me. Look at him waving at me on a, on a Sunday afternoon. Just, it felt, it, it, like oh, that's a nice thing to do because yeah. I've had kids do other things. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, they waved at me, but with not as many fingers. Eli. So 
<laughs> so I glance, and then I'm I'm waiting, and so it's their opportunity to cross. The light changes, and so these two young men, and I still can't place. And then all of a sudden, I notice this young man that waved at me is wearing a shirt that says Mayberry Man. I like I know exactly who this kid is. <laughs> I've, so I've never met Trey in person that I know of, but I've seen him in photographs. That's funny, but there was I, I looked like. That's I should have known. That's a cook. That's right. <laughs> like that that that's that's a cook. But I thought so. He's been into his dad's swag bag. Yeah, I brought them all back his shirt signed, <laughs> signed by the director. Uh-huh. And uh, Trey and his friend Landon, they are uh, what we call now Sunbeam Security. Okay, uh, they it's good to know Neighborhood Watch. Uh huh. You talk about Neighborhood Watch. They have it. Okay, so. Don't mess with them because everybody's watching them. So you think, hey, I'll mess with these guys. No, everybody's watching you mess with them. So we all see it. And he's the Mayberry man. He is. He has no – well, he has seen the movie, and he enjoyed it. So he thought he was probably cool wearing that shirt. It just reminded me – so I didn't grow up in Litchfield. You know, I grew up south of Caneyville. So we didn't have that neighborhood where you could get out on a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. and walk the streets and just get out and, you know, just enjoy. And so there was something about it, though, that kind of reminded me of Mayberry. It was yeah. like two young men out not causing any trouble, just enjoying the great day. And But then I did wonder, do they know where he is? Like, he's a little he's, – <laughs> he's not real far from Tilden, but – Well, one, one mile. He's, he's one point, like, two miles. Is that his leash? That's he's his leash. A, the uh, 1.2 mile uh, He can radius. walk to church on a sunny day in the middle of the day with a lot of people out. That's kind of the – and that's how I grew up, though, but with a bicycle. Sure. I mean, that's oh, what yeah. you did. You just rode your bike everywhere. You owned the entire neighborhood subdivision. and well, we, would, we would ride up and go get lunch all the time. Yeah. What I didn't know from that process, though, and this is really a credit to you all and your parenting, is I, I just assumed that he had no idea who, who I am, hmm. and he was being friendly to whoever he encountered. And so I just say kudos on that because, you, yeah. you know, you're raising, raising kids. Like you said, kids. at least he didn't Eli you. That, that's true. He could have, he could have put one. the Eli Manning uh, on me. Mm-hmm. I, I have a run across a list of the most popular toys of the last 120 years okay. that you can still buy today. Okay, we all have toys from our childhood that you know we okay. remember that you know left big impressions upon us. But some of them have kind of come and gone. You know, we had some toys and like they don't make them anymore. But if you go all the way back to the 1890s, you'll find Crayola crayons. Is that a toy? Believe it or not, Crayola has been around since 1885, and they haven't changed much. They're still colorful. They're still fun. And some people say they still taste good. They're not. That's not a toy. Yeah, I don't think that's a toy, though, Uh, is it? I'm sorry. This is not In 1890, it was. (laughs) Well, you had dirt. You had sticks. (laughs) That's a toy. I mean, a stick is more of a toy than a Crayola crayon is. It's a writing utensil. So a pencil's a toy. No. A a pen's a toy. What was one of those four colored pens a toy? Imagine, though, if you're living in 1895. <laughs> Is this a little house on the prairie days? Imagine 1895 and someone hands you a box of Crayola crayons. I, I, I think if you could ask your 1895 okay. self, you would say okay. it, it provides as much pleasure as a toy. Okay. In 1900s, the rocking horse. It's actually been a staple in the lives of kids for hundreds of years. 1910s, the Raggedy Ann doll. Okay. Yeah. Still around today. I didn't know that Raggedy Ann, it began being produced in 1915, but Raggedy Andy didn't premiere until 1920. Hmm. So for a while, there was about five years there where the Raggedy Ann, she was was a soul, she was an only child. Yeah. Until Andy came along. In 1920s, the Radio Flyer Wagons. Oh, yeah. Okay. While they Still also around. produce scooters, tricycles, and bicycles, the classic steel and wood wagon is what the toy company Radio Flyer is best known for. The 1930s Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Caused many fights in households Love across America. Monopoly. It was designed in 1904 as the landlord's game, but then during the Great Depression, people started calling it Monopoly. Ah. Huh. 1940s, we got the Slinky. Still around. Yeah, I mean, classic, right? Yeah. Got to put it down a flight of stairs and let it make its way down. Yep. 1950s, we got Mr. Potato Head. Uh, it's controversial now. 
Potato it's, head. It's still here. In the 1950s, we got Mr. Potato Head, and we still have Mr. Potato Head. Well, I'm, a married spud. Time. I'm a married spud. I'm a married spud. I'm a married spud. I'm offended. The real unbelievable thing about the Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. You could make the Mr. Potato Head anything that you wanted. You you could dress the Mr. Like, you have the parts to construct your potato head however you want. Okay. Why did you have to throw a foul on the ways that the, the way that they were presented? It's a mustache in there. Don't say it. I don't have to say it. This, this everyone, is all you two. Everyone, <laughs> everyone knew what I was thinking. I'm, I'm just going to go sit in the corner on this. <laughs> I, that's the beauty of this show. Is that all you have to do is do the setup, and I don't even have to pull the trigger. I go, but. I did buy a Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head recently to keep in the box. I was going to say, mint in box, I hope. Don't yeah. take them out because they would be a true collector's item. The 1960s, we got Easy Bake Ovens, introduced in 1963. The 1970s, late 70s to be more specific, we got Star Wars action figures. Uh-huh. In the 1980s, we got the Rubik's Cube, <laughs> originally known as the Magic Cube. It got rebranded. It was uh, designed in 1974, but became the biggest toy in the world in the 1980s. It was really hard to get the stickers back on there and lined up right. Without knowing that somebody cheated. Can't yes. You said that. It, was, it just never got exactly lined up again once the stickers were off of them. That wasn't my problem. My problem was putting it back together once I threw it at the wall. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever destroy one and notice how they came, like how it was constructed? Mm-hmm. Like they were, so they were in four parts, and then you yeah. could break them down from there. In 1990s, we got the PlayStation. In the 90s, kids couldn't get enough, and I guess they still can't. How, you, how's the Nintendo not... That was late 80s. I mean, that's that was you talk about game changer. Better than the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> the 2010s. Our toys have changed a little bit because in the 2010s, it was the iPad. <laughs> and the 2020s so far is Baby Yoda. Huh. I mean, really, that's the biggest toy that's new to the 20s. Huh. Something so. tells me that that's not going not gonna to stand through the decade. Nothing against Baby Yoda. I'm just saying that if the iPad was the 2010s, that's... Sam, we're going to insist you call him Grogu because <laughs> you throw shade. I, I do. At the Star so Wars. you are not friendly Heard terms that. with to be able to call him Baby Yoda. <laughs> you need to call him Grogu. Just think about the, the, the 80s, though, was the toy generation. Barbie, He-Man. Well, Barbie went several Did you just decades. put He-Man with Barbie? Yes. Billion-dollar industries. They would have beautiful children. Oh, man. Blind. Ken might have something to say about that. <laughs> Ken's not around a lot. Four holiday, four holiday food shortages that you should know about now. Wait a minute! Don't be giving me no bad news. Turkey. Sam, you giving it away? Turkey. What? Yep. Because Americans celebrated Thanksgiving in smaller groups last year, they also opted for smaller turkeys than normal. There's a shortage of the smaller birds this year that feed around 10 to 14 people. <laughs> Bring on the 25-pounder. That's what I'm saying. I'll take it. I've got the Butterball XL turkey fryer. I I who, can take the 25-pounder. That'll be, be fine. Who'll be buying small turkeys? That's what I'm wondering. It is almost Butterball time. Why? Yeah. Yes. When is it not? I can't wait. Touche. I've still, Touché. Got, I've still got a couple of Butterballs in the freezer okay. from last year. So there'll be about. no shortage at our house. Uh, apples. So apparently, oh, it could be an apple shortage. Come on, who wrote this? The apple farmers in Wisconsin. Uh, pumpkin and cranberries all could suffer some shortages. So, uh, are those the th- the four most famous Thanksgiving foods? Going to say, I, mean, I what, guess we still got potatoes. What's right? left? Yeah, I, I guess. Well, there's no yams. And then Dennis, an assignment for you in the coming okay. weeks: Brock's turkey dinner, candy corn. Will taste different this year. All the Halloween themed candies that they're releasing this year. Brock's will come back with its Thanksgiving flavored candy corn that first made its debut in 2020. Last year's Thanksgiving candy corn included candy corn in flavors of a roasted turkey, then side dishes of green beans, cranberry sauce, stuffing, and glazed carrots, along with a sweet potato pie for dessert. 
This year's dinner, candy corn, however, is a tad different. While green beans, cranberry sauce, stuffing, and roasted turkey are back in the bag, the glazed carrots and sweet potato pie will be replaced by apple pie and coffee. No? You'd rather have apple pie than glazed carrots. Is your camera frozen uh, again? I, just, I thought it was frozen again there for I'm a second. I'm just trying to figure. Is this a Babylon Bee article? Nope. This is a legit, straight up. No. This is the truth. Can uh, can Sarah find us a bag of Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I think you're going to the store today. Can you find a Look for a turkey a bag in a bag. Brock's turkey candy, dinner. Whatever. I'm surprised this slipped by us because I'd really like to try it. Just to no see what way. each individual piece of candy corn I would try it. tastes like. Yeah, I, would, I don't eat regular candy corn. I mean, all the other all the other shortages, can, food can, shortages are going to be Can they be worse than sweet corn Pringles? No, they cannot be. We got to get to <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come Golly. back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on in the know. Did you know Columbus traveled at an average speed of 2.8 miles per hour on his first voyage across the sea? Did not know that. So many questions arise about how that average is calculated. Because if they were at anchor or they were stopped or did did that calculate, did they pick the time in 1492 that Columbus sailed the ocean blue uh-huh. until the time that he landed in the Americas or the West Indies or wherever you want to describe that he landed. Okay. So they take that total time and then the distance and then come up to the 2.8 cause then I might buy that. But 2.8 seems awfully slow in the Nina or the Pinta mm-hmm. or the Santa Maria. Mm-hmm. I would have mm-hmm. thought one of them had That's more good. horsepower than well, do they have horses on ships? Is that what makes them go? Maybe. Okay. But then I also thought, <laughs> I, you don't I, know. I, you weren't there. I also wonder, though, did they have to go really slow because they were afraid they would drive over the edge? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Flat earth. I mean, the world was flat then. So they had to think, well, at some point in time, there's got to be the edge, so we really need to go real slow so our momentum doesn't take us over. Yeah, I I totally throw red flags over this whole 2.2 miles an hour thing. 2.8, to be yes, clear. sorry. Excuse me. And I, I don't think anyone knows that. I don't think that. Were you there? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Were you there to know that that wasn't the mile per hour? Man, they, let's not yell. Knots per I'm hour that they did? Maybe you should log into the Wikipedia page and update ah, the citation. Yes. Oh, I will. And say, you know. Trust me. You know, I think it's 2.2. Miles per hour. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, I'm glad you're here today because Thanks. I know you're an expert on Machine Gun Kelly and all things Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. But I learned yesterday I'm supposed to say MGK. Is that right? Yeah, I think that that's, right, that's what the cool kids say. Okay. Apparently, there's a follow-up. Oh, it's a person? Yes. Okay. It's not, it's not an actual machine gun. Okay. That's my first clue. <laughs> uh, he was at Louder Than Life. Is he okay? Over the weekend and got booed. No, no I don't think he's okay. By your and my standard of okay, I would say no. He does not pass the okay test. Okay. He might think he's You're okay. You're just jealous of his hair. There's zero part of me that's jealous of that hair. Huh. I'm not saying I'm not beyond some level of hair envy, but it's not that. Yeah. I assure you. Yeah. Uh, he was caught on camera punching an individual who seemed to storm him at his concert at Louder Than Life. So in addition to getting booed and getting Eli Manninged, <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the show, apparently things came to fisticuffs. So, wow! Uh, extra day, we learn a little more about what happened. SNL has announced their full season forty-seven cast. Two stars are not returning. Lauren Holt, um, who made her debut last fall, is not coming back. And Beck Bennett has finished his time at SNL. Kate McKinnon is back. Cecily Strong is back. Pete Davidson is back. They were unsure if they were going to make it back or not. Um, Keenan Thompson will still be around. Casey Musgraves, you just heard her. She is the musical guest for the season premiere on Saturday. And the uh, I saw Kim Kardashian's hosting one of the times in October. Kim Kardashian is hosting one, and uh, uh, Deborah Messing cried foul on that. She said, "No, why? Well, I mean, they've let Elon Musk and other famous people who might not be actors, and I would make a case. I, I'm not a huge Kim Kardashian fan, so don't hear it that way. 
Uh, but I would make a case that Kim Kardashian is more famous than Deborah Messing. I don't know who Deborah Messing is. She was Grace in Will and Grace. Okay, and yeah. so that's that's all that basically she's she's known for. But it's all about the ratings, people. Absolutely, and Kim will get the ratings. I bet because people will watch, wanting to know. I mean, yep. is she good? Well, is how she many terrible? Kanye jokes that night? One of the things. <laughs> one of the probably several. One of the things that they're going to allow some of the primary cast as well, since Keenan has his own sitcom now, I think some of the cast players that you know are going to float in and out this year as they work around other commitments. It's one way of kind of keeping the cast together. But I, I'll be surprised on how long they can hold on to Kate McKinnon. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just in that she's in that stretch now where this is her jumping off point to parlay her into something even greater. I now may finally enjoy TikTok. I'm not a TikToker, okay. but if you tell me Dolly Parton is on it, then it's going to well, be really hard for me to avoid. Yeah. But Dolly Parton joins TikTok and shares words of inspiration in her first video. It just says it will be okay. I like her pants in that video. Yeah, they're. Much like Dolly, mm-hmm. they're loud. I mean, there's one person probably can pull off those pants, and it's, it's Dolly Parton. Probably Dolly or Dennis Cook. I mean, flip uh, a coin. I, I will wear or. them. Potato, potato. It's one and the same. And, Sam, you might have seen this. And, Dennis, you might have as well. David Letterman was at the Nets Media Day yesterday. And so a reporter at the Brooklyn Nets Media Day introduced himself as Dave from Basketball Digest. <laughs> of course, who wouldn't recognize David Letterman? Uh, he was holding court. He first started, he asked a fellow reporter, could I borrow your notebook? I didn't bring one. <laughs> he asked Kevin, he held up his hand and asked a question. He said, Kevin, why do people call you KD? And so Durant played along and he, you know, he did his, oh, well, my name's Kevin. And that starts with a K, mm-hmm. et cetera. <laughs> and then Letterman goes, this year, what percentage do you plan on giving on the court? 90, 95, 110. 100, 110, what are we looking at? And so Durant played along. So it, was, it, was, it was pretty funny. Um, I like Letterman. Yeah, it was it, it just his, that, that's I like non political Letterman. It, it, yeah, non political Letterman his, is his the series one to on be. Netflix is really good. And then he asked, he said, I talked to the Dolan family. They said they were talking about letting you play for the Knicks on your days off. <laughs> and he said, All right, that's enough. And then he said, Do you snicker when you play the Pelicans? Pelicans is a funny word. <laughs> you know, so just, that's great. Just typical David Letterman. That is good. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. We'll wrap it up. Got chart toppers, point to ponder, pearl of wisdom, and more ahead here on In the Know. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed help in any way. MB's point to ponder for today. What's your guilty pleasure? Dennis is about to say cream cheese. Uh, uh, Casseroles. Is this right? is this food related? Or it could, be, it could be whatever, whatever you, however you want to interpret it. Dr Pepper. Does that count? Sure, that can count. Yeah, mine's not food related. Sarah and I have recently begun on the Discovery app watching the Alaskan Bush People mm-hmm. show. You you know who loves that show? John Calipari. Yes. Loves those shows. Yes. <laughs> he Coach loves Cowan. the Alaskan shows. Dennis, yeah. is this for you and the, the lovely and talented Miss Sarah Cook? Um, is this aspirational um, in nature? I, I know. I was giving her all, Let's the, calm down. all the accolades and giving while well, giving you none. <laughs> no, I think it's the, uh, the interest of the opposite way of life. Mm-hmm. For us, it's the... My parents just got back from Alaska a couple weeks ago and loved it. We would want to go on an Alaskan cruise someday. That's what they did. But this is like the total extreme opposite that we've ever known, and I think it's just intriguing. Sam, find out from people if the... Find out from your parents if the cruise lines do bush people excursions. (laughs) (laughs) Like you take an excursion to go look at the bush people. Because that may apparently intrigue the cooks. Dr. Pepper is yours. Yeah, uh, the one I came up with is pizza. I just cannot resist pizza. I don't. Oh, know I thought why. you. I thought you would say Diet Coke. No, no, that's that's not a guilty. And the thing is, it's not a pleasure. Diet Coke is in no way a pleasure anymore. It's just that's more of a habit. Yeah. And to be clear, I probably drink more unsweet tea now than I drink Diet Coke. Yeah. Uh, but there's just something about pizza. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was cheeseburgers, but it's not cheeseburgers. It is pizza. Food that. related, I would have to say. 
no-bake uh, cookies. Really? I love no-bake cookies, but I just don't have them as much so that I can call them. Like, they're not there for me to be tempted by. But yes. Mm-hmm. Pizza's one of those things. I can't. I'm not even hungry. And I say, oh, pizza. Yeah. Christy makes snowbake cookies for us sometimes at the office. Because we can't have them at like, home. No, she does not. It's like, oh, you're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, sorry. Different, Christy. CB. That, that, Wait a minute. That doesn't help. Uh, Christy, what's your middle name? Better not be Jay. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, anyway. Did uh, you watch? Sparky's wife. Did you, were you listening last week hearing about the Hallmark movies? No. No, no, no. Uh, I try to stay away from any headlines. That way I'm fresh when I come in. <laughs> I said something. I did something very nice for you all on the show Thank last you. week. So I'll have to go watch that. Which is the opposite of how I treat you normally. Yes. Uh, to, on television. <laughs> Your dad does not approve of that, Tonight. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he told me. Vanessa Hudgens. I've talked to him since you. Vanessa <laughs> Hudgens is what? I don't know why I'm telling you Vanessa Hudgens is on the Drew Barrymore show today because it doesn't mean anything to me. Does Drew Barrymore have a show? She does. Okay, I did not know that. The Blind Auditions Part 4 on The Voice tonight on NBC, the series premiere of La Brea. There was a lady from, I assume she's a lady. She's a woman, I know that, from Catlettsburg, Kentucky, on The Voice last night. Okay. She did uh, Rocket Man by Elton John as well. Oh, okay. As her song. And the Bravo on season nine premiere of Vanderpump Rules. Is it too late to jump in? Because, one, I've never heard of it, and I've missed the first eight series. I don't understand a word you just said. I know. Vander, who are these Vanderpumps? The Vanderpumps? Are they like the Vanderbilts? Are they, they live in the bush? Um, I have no idea what that means. A bird in the hand? Yes, worth two in the feather. Bird, that, is, that is that another Eli mentioned? This little light of mine, hiding under a bush. Yes. No. Uh, hiding under a bush, people. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Today's highlight in history, this date in 1920, eight members of the Chicago White Sox were indicted for allegedly mm-hmm. throwing the 1919 World Series against the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. World champs. In 1066, William the Conqueror invaded England to claim the English throne. In 1850... Flogging was abolished as a form of punishment in the U.S. Navy. Flogging, still a technique used, though, at K105 Digital Productions. <laughs> yes, it is. If you get out of line, you still can get For flogged. employees only. <laughs> Let's just clarify that. That's right. Uh, five years ago today, Democrats joined the Republicans to hand Barack Obama the first veto override of his presidency. Uh, birthdays today. Bridget Bardot is 87 today. Janine Garofalo is 57 today. Mira Sorvino is 54. Naomi Watts is 53. Hillary Duff is 34. But the most important birthday today, my grandmother, Gladys Buckles, is 93 years old today. Happy birthday. Isn't that amazing? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I call her Mama Mom. The other kids couldn't say that, so they called her mom. Mom, so Aww, I call how her. Sweet. I still call her mom. So, Ninety-three years old today. Gone but not forgotten. Ed Sullivan in nineteen oh one. Al Cap in nineteen oh nine. Jerry Clower. Ha! Oh, in nineteen twenty six. That's good. Uh, Dennis, are you a fan of Jerry Clower comedy? Mm, no, no. I'm more of a Ray Stevens guy. Okay. What if Jerry Clower opened up for Ray Stevens? Would you show up for the opening act or wait for the I headliner? would, because I have to be early. Ben E. King, born in 1938. Oh. You should... You are... How much How much Jerry Clower have you actually consumed? Oh, Dennis? just some on YouTube. Not very much. That's probably the place to turn. Is He's got a very specific brand of humor. Yeah. Was he kind of like the... Jerry Clower was a little bit like the forerunners to... Uh, Jeff Foxworthy, right? That country brand of humor mm-hmm. that kind of. What's this? Now I'm more of a Roy D. Mercer. <laughs> <laughs> 1953, Les Paul and Mary Ford were number one. This, this, this is slow. It is slow. Tempo has nothing. You don't do want your, your with how you should feel about a song without listening to it all the way through. I think it can. 
sorry, Sam. You don't want your goodbyes to be fast. If you're saying via con Dios, you want to take your time. If you're sharing about your love. 1962. Look, look at this. Already, it's got a little quicker. Feels a little I better. can't keep up. I don't even know what's happening right now. This will forever be Ken Roberts' intro music. Still miss my friend all the time. This is Booker T and the MGs and Green Onions. Dennis, go home and work that up on the keyboard, will you? I'm already thinking about the different key. Maybe slowing it down a little bit. Both of our good friends, Steve Meredith, would use this on his show down in Bowling Green as well. He would? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. He would use that sometimes. I had two friends that used that. The year the Clayton Delaney died. 1971. By the way, today would have been Rob Beasley's birthday as well. Three mentions of great all, radio personalities. Yep, all this stuff coming together. Tom T. Hall, the late great Tom mm-hmm. T. Hall, the year that Clayton Delaney died. They said he got religion what, about a month ago? Well, I guess it's been a little longer than that. Probably six yeah. weeks ago. I like the song about the snake. I was going to ask you if you like Sneaky Snake. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the exact title. I did like the day that KSR broke it down, though, into the... It's, it's, it's not really as good a song as you might think. <laughs> Don't be hugging and kissing on the old Sneaky Snake. You know, if you actually go Sam. back... You go actually Whoa. back and study it. Whoa. 1980, Diana Ross number now. one with Upside Down. Around and round. Might have to flog your no. crew tonight. Is no, I, I was just given permission. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> See, true. I can I can do it when they're not looking. <laughs> Let's go to 1989. See, they can be facing Whoa. the other way. <laughs> oh, look at him hard at work. You might want to frame that. Maybe I actually here. would like that. Maybe the uh, only that, time that'll you... be that'll be fifty dollars. Share if I can turn back time was number one this date in nineteen eighty nine. I don't want it that much. <laughs> Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing. Number one in ninety eight. Timbaland, the way I are in 07. and Kelsey Ballerini, Peter Pan, number one five years ago today. Yeah. Love right. share. Yeah, she's good. I bet you do. She Sam. and Dolly Parton are both national treasures. The restaurant I worked at, we had a picture framed of share hanging in our kitchen. <laughs> from this video? No, it was from. Because uh... <laughs> uh, uh, then I could have understood a little better if it was from this video. It wasn't signed. Do you or believe in life, right? Mr. Love <laughs> on the battleship. Mm-hmm. Believe was the one that we had it framed from. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. There can be no happiness. If the things we believe in are different from the things we do, there can be no happiness. If the things we believe in are different from the things we do, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, ask me. I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.